Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hi. 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 Hello. Today's Easter. Oh, well, today's Wednesday, but... If, if you're a Patreon, today's Easter. Happy Easter. Or Easter? Easter? Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm like, I, honestly, I, I was like, is she going with some weird joke that she didn't tell me about? <laughs> no. You know what's happening is I was just going over my notes before we started and something happens on Easter. So. What? Wait, what? How are you that in, far ahead of me? In in the in the notes. Oh, in your notes. In my notes. I thought you meant like something like for the podcast happens on Easter, and I'm like, okay, like how? I'm a planner, but <laughs> it's not how? not that good of a planner. No. Oh, I see. Okay. So something the word to Easter. Ed Kemper happens on Easter. <laughs> so Easter just got stuck in there. It's not Easter. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day too. Yeah. Well, I guess to anyone from Canada, Canada, Canada. Yeah um yeah canadians and, eh? and for the americans uh happy thanksgiving in the month yeah or so yeah something like that Some, when, i when don't know it? whatever don't know. They, <laughs> screw you guys whatever <laughs> <laughs> we only know our holidays oh, yeah come on i can't know everything so yeah i don't really have too too much to talk about but hope everyone's liked part one and two so far i hope hope so well, guess, you do now i I've guess decided. i mean if they haven't then we'll probably have yeah. heard about it by now that's true that's true in the future us in the future but me in the, future, in the future yeah <laughs> has received tons of emails about how <laughs> awful i'm doing <laughs> so um yeah i don't think this part will be as long as part two we'll see we'll see i don't know well, yeah i don't have as many pages of notes for this final part which is a good or a bad thing who knows <laughs> anyways yeah well, it should be like 15 minutes whoa well that was quick it won't be 15 minutes <laughs> no but... <laughs> I, I know it won't <laughs> <laughs> but you know you never know <laughs> And it's done already. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming. See you Thanks. later. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming out. So, yeah. Uh, right off the bat, we've got our bonus episode coming up. Um, so, if you want to listen to that, become a patron. Yes. Do that. Do that. Patreon.com slash how to not get killed. Become a patron. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. We did it. We did our plug. We're good. Let's move on. <laughs> Man, moving on. Yeah. So, I don't know how far you're listening to this apart, but let's do like a really, really super fast, ultra mega plaid speed recap from part one and part two. Okay. Here's my super fast recap. Part one, we talked about his shitty relationship with his mother, the incident with the cat, the games he'd play with his sisters, electric chair and gas chamber, if you remember, um, how he was sent off to live with his dad, who then also passed him off to Ed's paternal grandparents, Ed Sr. and Maude, who he then murdered, which is what landed him in a Tescadero State Hospital. And that puts us to part two. That was a good wrap up That was part a one. great recap. Wow. In part two, we talked about his time at a Tuscadero, all the things he learned from psychiatrists there, fellow inmates, you know, the like really cool, dirty details from, you know, his best friends, the murderers and rapists. We talked about where he went after his time in a Tuscadero, his current job on the highway division. And then we got to his first two co-ed murders, which landed him the name, the co-ed butcher or co-ed killer, whatever you want to call him, of Marianne Pesky and Anita Luchessa. So now let's jump back into exactly where we left off with Ed. All right. That was a good recap. Right? That was fantastic. I have a question already. Oh God, yes. Okay, so uh, this is this might be stupid. Oh, dumb. what exactly does it mean when he when you say the coed killer? So I don't actually know. I I think this is like something people refer to 
um, like female college students. That's where I'm confused because you know when like in like high school when you have like co-ed gym class and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if that's an American thing. Is it okay? I don't know. Because I have heard like in in media and stuff like in movies like women referred to as co-eds, but like here I've only ever known co-ed to mean boys and girls. No, exactly. But so all of our American buddies, let us know. Is this an American thing? Or is it just a, I don't know, a thing? I don't know. Or maybe are or, we just not smart people? That, that's why I prefaced with, I don't know stupid if this question. is a stupid question. <laughs> and me, I'm like, you're a fucking dumbass. Someone <laughs> just let us know, please. Someone, Someone more educated than me. <laughs> we're going to get fired immediately. <laughs> so, yeah. Are we jumping back into it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's fucking do it. Okay. So, I think the last thing precisely that we had talked about was how Anita Luchessa's body, had, body and head had never been discovered. Right. So now, after those two murders, Ed goes back to driving people around a little bit. You know, he's like, I'm going to have a little bit of a cooling off period. His hunger for murder had been satiated for a teensy bit of time. Because Marianne and Anita had been murdered in May of 1972. So now, after driving some more people around and growing hungry and hungrier for some more murder... He uh, also later on in interviews claims that he actually usually only murdered girls after like a massive argument with Clarnell. Again, blame your mom, right? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I mean, you can be angry at your mom, but don't, don't murder people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just, just like every time I get into a fight with my yeah. mom, I go out and kill somebody. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> then he would, you know, go out and take his rage out on these poor unsuspecting women. So, yeah. So now we're at the evening of September 14th, 1972. He mm. picks up Aiko Ku, a 15-year-old dancer. 15. A mm. baby. Yeah. That's, oh my God, so young. She was on her way to a dance class and she was waiting like a super long time for the bus. I think she had maybe like missed a bus or something or the schedule was delayed. But she got like really tired of waiting and she was like really worried about being late because I think I had read somewhere that like her parents would get like really upset if she was like late to appointments and stuff or classes and she took her schedule seriously. So she's like, okay, I'm just going to hitchhike because I don't want to be late. You know, I got to get there. So Ed picks her up. He sees, you know, this young girl and he's like, I'm going to give her a ride. So she gets in the car and he's like, okay, this is the one. He does the chapstick trick on her. And I I guess Aiko had apparently caught on pretty quickly that something was like off with him and started panicking and like wanting out of the car. Obviously couldn't because the door was jammed with, you know, burst bees. (laughs) It wasn't. That's not a fact. (laughs) I take that back. Please don't (laughs) sue us. (laughs) Um. So he had told her that he was actually planning to use the gun that he had in his car to kill himself. And that if she didn't try anything funny, then nothing would happen to her and he wouldn't hurt her. Not sure what kind of solid plan that is. Like, yeah, it's also not very if you're going to kill yourself, just if that's the truth, do that. Don't take a 15-year-old and make her watch you do it. Like, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a bad story to tell. Like, <laughs> Not that cool, Ed. Not that cool. All right. So. He drove into the mountains and turned off, like, the main highway road, parking out of sight of other cars. So here's another story that, in classic Ed fashion, is so fucking absurd, I can't even deal with it. So he tells the story about how once he had parked, he, like, got out of the car to, you know, attack her. But, whoops, old fogey Ed (laughs) locked the gun and his keys inside the car, according to him. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, like a frickin' buffoon. (laughs) 
he he goes on to tell about how he like was able to so smoothly and like confidently convince her to let him back into the car even though she's like in the car panicking and freaking out this is him just fluffing his ego i don't think the story fucking happened at all fair because it it doesn't seem because like i mean it doesn't seem likely that she would let him back in but at the same time what options did she have in that situation if that did happen the gun was in the car she could have shot him i guess that's true but i I don't know i I also just talking about his ego that's a really embarrassing story to tell like that's embarrassing it is but i think his goal was to be like you know i'm just like so convincing right like i was able to convince this girl who thought she was gonna get killed to let me back in like that's how smooth i am yeah that like the accomplishment of being able to convince her would overshadow the the embarrassment the, of the embarrassment being a of big old that big buffoon. Mistake. <laughs> the the old fogey buffoonery. <laughs> fair, fair enough. So I don't. Believe Who knows? It. Who knows? I don't believe it. But again, everybody fucking eats this story up like as if it's like the most factual information. <laughs> we have zero forensic evidence to attest to the story. So there's that. I'm just gonna put that out there. I wanted to tell his story. Yeah. I don't believe him. No, fair enough. It's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> So she apparently lets him back in the car and then he takes her out of the car. He tapes her mouth shut and suffocates her by putting his thumb and index finger in her nostrils, which is like, that's why that doesn't, that's not how it works. Weird. Yeah. So she fought, but apparently um, had lost consciousness and woke up a few moments later. Ed began to suffocate her again, but this time he just kept suffocating and like smothering her until she stopped breathing completely and once she had completely passed and was certain he like had laid her down and raped her corpse as he did with you know the other girls um he then used her own scarf and strangled her more to make sure she was absolutely certainly dead okay yeah a little bit of overkill on that one i think yeah um he then put her body in the trunk and drove away from the scene he made a quick little pit stop at a local bar and had a couple of beers. I'm going to assume it was the jury room, but there's no idea. That's just me starting rumors. <laughs> it's just me gossiping. I'm gossiping. <laughs> so I had a couple of beers, you know, with his old police buddies. That's my rumor. I'm starting that now. Yeah. If you hear that rumor, it's because I started it. I mean, it makes sense, though, especially if he was trying to, like, push those boundaries of, like, I, I have a body in the car and I'm going to go, like, chum with some police, police officers, officers yeah. who are currently, like possibly investigating some of my other murders yeah like yeah so um after that he went to his mother's house where you know he lived he he claimed he would open the trunk here and there over overnight to admire his work of Ico being passed in the trunk um and then like later at night when he was like sure no one would you know witness it he he brought her um body into the apartment and placed it on his bed he dissected her just the same way he did with Marianne and Anita and he disposed of her head and hands in different locations than the rest of her body um something he had apparently learned from other murderers in a Tescadero was to like take the head and hands away cuz that's yeah. identifiable exactly very very little of Iko had ever turned up i don't know if they've ever actually found all of her but they've found remnants okay so now at this point in time after Iko's passing and disappearance really um 
media was saying, hey, guys, maybe only hitchhike if the person has a sticker from the university on their car. Because local officials had actually made the assumption that the person capturing hitchhiking women and murdering them and chopping them up had had to have been an outsider. Mm-hmm. Which, as you can remember, Ed's mother, Clarnell, worked at the university. Yep, she did. So they both had university stickers on their cars. Yep. Yeah. This is that whole stranger danger thing, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, something's only something bad's only going to happen to you if it's like not a local, it's a stranger, an yeah. outsider, whatever. Whereas we know now yeah. that usually it is someone you know a neighbor a family yeah. member some yeah it's like, like or against just someone in your local it's community literally, it could be fucking anybody i think it's just like yeah it's, it's anybody it's anybody's well, game. well yeah and again it's just it's painting this picture that you should only be afraid of certain people yeah it, i right? totally agree and also like didn't we really have that growing up like remember when we would have like school assemblies where they would talk about like block parents like go to these houses because they've mm-hmm. got the sign in the window and they must be wash safe and things like yeah, that yeah yeah so if they had the sign like and you were in danger you could go there wasn't there like a string of murders that happened with the block parents i feel like i remember hearing something about that unless i was just like childhood gossip and ghost stories it wouldn't be surprising to me though but then like it's if, like okay if i was like wanting to lure children or Mm -hmm. adolescents or whatever in any sort of way for any sort of reason i'd get one of those stickers yeah put them on my front window i have one guys (laughs) come to my house (laughs) i'm just kidding that's awful (laughs) so ed later claims that if one of his passengers that he frequently drove around brought up the co-ed butcher or killer in the news he wouldn't murder them i don't know why but he just said if they brought it up and talked about it they were basically free Wow, so maybe, so the point is you should always be talking about murderers? Yes, but I also know of another murderer who one day will cover, who, opposite, where, I know. You can't win. I know, where the second a girl would be like, oh, have you heard about this? He'd be like, chop, chop, chop. (laughs) 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 It was like, oh, shit. So you can't win. Oh, man. Read the room, guys. I know, just read the vibes. (laughs) But then again, how do you fucking know? Their Uh, vibes are so (laughs) You can't. You can't. So, yeah, they got those people got a free ticket out. Let's flash forward four months. He was like, I'm going to finally use my my 22 caliber pistol that he's had, you know, fantasizing under his seat that I said in part two. He's been dying to use it. He picks up a young woman named Cindy Shaw, who is 18 years old. He drove her into the Hears near Watsonville. Don't know where that is. Nobody come after me. I have no idea where (laughs) this is where he forced her into the trunk and shot her with his new gun. The bullet had got lodged in her skull, which he made sure to remove later, which was another fun trick he claimed to have learned from fellow murderers in a Tuscadero, so that it couldn't be traced back to him. Okay. So, since he did live with his mom, he still had to be, like, relatively careful of when he was just going to, you know, bring a body into the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? You think so? Yeah. I can't even bring, like, surprise presents into the house without being like, Drew, I got you a present. (laughs) And it'll be, like, a small box. (laughs) You walk in, he's like, hello. He's like, you broke me down, okay? (laughs) You wore me down. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) Yeah, so he had to be careful when he would be bringing the bodies in to not get caught, because that would just be a big old (laughs) whoopsie-doopsie. So when Clarnell had left the next day for work, 
Ed brought Cindy's body inside and dissected her in the bathtub in a similar manner as he had done to the prior girls. Um, he made sure to clean up the bathtub really good. I think he had done the previous dissections like in his bedroom with like his tarps and stuff. His tarps, right? His tarps. Like Ugh. if someone ever has multiple tarps, get out. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> get out. <laughs> multiple tarps. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. So he then raped her deceased and de- uh, decapitated corpse. And he actually this time buried the head in his mother's backyard. Oh. He he claims that he buried her head in the backyard facing like up towards his mother's bedroom because his mother loved to be looked up to and admired so much, oh. especially by co-eds. Oh. His words. This is what I mean by sometimes he's so overly poetic and like yeah. symbolic about yeah, his yeah, things yeah. that I'm just like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Like <laughs> you are full of it. You just you're just coming up with reasons to like describe your actions. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so later he threw her body parts, which he had put in plastic bags off of a cliff. I'm not sure which cliff. Becky. I know. I know. One day. Tell me the damn cliff. Do you want me to Google it right now? <laughs> <laughs> this time though cindy's body was discovered within 24 hours oh wow okay yeah this didn't really worry ed too much though because you know all of his friends were the police down at the jury room and he knew that they didn't really have any leads because oh. he had talked to them about the case frequently yeah. yeah so he's probably like i'm good they they don't have they got nothing they have no idea yeah they're not even on to me <laughs> they they literally had no suspicions. Yeah. Like, at the time, they had no suspicions. They would talk about it pretty openly with him. They had wow. no idea. Oh, and he's boy. thinking, like, perfect, jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. So, a month's time had passed, and Ed was ready to murder again. He had just had a heated argument with Clarnell. God damn it, it's all her fault, right? <laughs> then he hits the freaking town running. So, on February 5th, 1973... He picked up a woman named Rosalind Thorpe and started having regular conversation with her and whatnot. And they kept driving a little bit. And then after a little while, with Rosalind still in the car along for the ride, he stopped and grabbed another hitchhiker. This hitchhiker's name is Allison Liu. Allison wasn't worried about getting into this car because not only did he have the university sticker, but there was, you know, another young hitchhiking female in the car. It seemed relatively normal. Mm-hmm. They drove for a little while, and at this time, Ed actually didn't even stop the car to do his killing. He just slowed down <laughs> a little bit. Um, he, like, motioned for Rosalind's, like, attention, like, off, like, the passenger side and was like, oh, like, look over there. Like, it looks really pretty out there. And, like, tried to show her, like, something down, like, the, like, cliff type okay. thing. Because yeah. I guess it's very, like, mountainy over there or, yeah, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> wherever they are. Wherever. <laughs> So when she looked, he slowed the cor- uh, the car down, drew his pistol, and shot her in the head. He very quickly turned because obviously Allison's like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. And he shot the gun several times um, at Allison. But unlike Rosalind, she didn't die immediately. He then had to shoot her point blank oh. to finish her off. So then he pulled into another secluded cul-de-sac where... Um, he had actually just covered up the bodies first with like a blanket. Okay. Um, and then he was stopped on campus, like on route home by like a security officer. He tells two stories. One was that like he was stopped by like the gates there, but the officer was sleeping. So he was able to just drive off and not get caught. Okay. That's story A. 
story B is that the officer was awake and like looked in and was like, what are those girls doing underneath like a blanket there? And he said that, oh, they were just too drunk from a party and he was doing them a favor and driving them home. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I'm imagining maybe he didn't clean the scene this time. If the officer really did see like maybe that blanket would be soaked in blood from, you know, these girls being shot. The heads. Yeah, like I'm thinking if you turn to the person in the passenger seat the and shoot her in the head, like wouldn't the window be... There would probably be splatter on him. I mean, I'm everywhere. not like Dexter. I'm not like a blood splatter analyst, but like I would imagine that it would be all over this, I'm assuming, beige car and you'd see it <laughs> everywhere. Can only naturally assume that it's beige. We're all picturing a beige car, right? You're picturing a beige car. I wasn't. Remember in the last episode, I was like, I was picturing black seats because They didn't have yellow. black seats back then. It was just beige. Everything's beige. <laughs> I know this for a fact. It's not fact. It, in my head, it's fact. But like, I know. You we'll check it see. out. We'll we'll look it up. We'll this let is, you guys know. This is gonna be like our first couples argument. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm genuinely just curious. You're like, no, no, no. Let's consult the graphs. I just think that a yellow it. car with beige seats would be a terrible color match. Yeah, but it was it like it would look way better with black seats. It was like the 70s. I know. I know. I'm just saying that would be terrible. Yeah, we know it would look better with black. <laughs> Also, if you're going to be killing a bunch of people, like, black is always best, you know? Yeah. Hides the dirt. I I guess so. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so. So, anyways, after this, he had then pulled over and moved the bodies to the trunk and then headed back home. Because he was like, whoa, I can't risk that again. Right? (laughs) Whatever story happened, we we have no idea. I feel like Ed's a liar. He's just, clearly, he's telling two different stories, so. Yeah. Yeah. Once back home... He actually had apparently this time, he's getting like real loosey-goosey with his methods. Um, This time he completed the decapitation process out in the middle of the driveway. Oh. In night time. But quite literally anyone could have walked by and as I wrote here, gitnissed this. (laughs) (laughs) Gitnissed it. Witnessed this. But apparently not a single person did. Was his mom home at this point? I think that's why he did it in the driveway. He just couldn't wait to decapitate them. Wow. So he left. I know. Yeah. Like, imagine you're like, oh, I hear a dog barking. I'm going to look outside. What the fuck? Like, I would be, you you would think you're like hallucinating. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd believe my own eyes and I probably wouldn't do anything about it because I'd be like, I'm I'm just not going to look outside again. (laughs) (laughs) Forever again. (laughs) I'm just never leaving my house. Blackout windows forever. That's exactly what I would do. So maybe someone did witness it and they're just like still quivering in their basement. Like, I hope not. So the following morning, he waited for Clarnell to leave to go to work. And then he brought the girls' bodies inside. And then he, like all the other girls, raped their corpses. He then drove the potty. Potty. The he, pot- dro- he drove the potty. The potty. The body parts. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm just I picturing need, you need, on like a riding, like a like a like potty a, with wheels, a moped, but it's a potty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone's probably so sick of me, like just messing words up left and right. Fuck, I am not because I do it as well. <laughs> uh, what did I say last time? Murderous tentacles. I think that's still like my favorite. Oh, that's, that's my favorite. As I'm gonna well. get like that tattooed onto my forehead. <laughs> like. So he drove the body parts out to somewhere in santa cruz to dispose of them and then drove in the other direction to pacifica to dispose of the heads like just two separate areas right okay fair enough i mean it's smart yeah i mean his iq is four seven thousand million so (laughs) (laughs) 
for 7,000 million. That's a number. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. Right? Okay. So this is where we get into why I said Easter at the beginning of the <laughs> Okay, <episode>. yeah. <laughs> so again, he's cooling off for a little bit because that was, what, February? Um, we're going to flash forward to April 1973, specifically Easter weekend. Okay. It's the evening. I think it's Good Friday then. Not a Good Friday. Bad Friday. Ed's woken up by his mother coming home, apparently super drunk. In his interview, I actually had a discussion the other day with Drew about this. How do you pronounce the word sauced? What do you, what do you mean? Like, how do you pronounce it? Like sauce, like S-A-U? Yeah. Oh. Like sauce, like pasta sauce, but like, think of it like you're drunk, you're sauced. You're sauced. Yeah, he was sauced. So- he was sauced. Okay, because I've now heard, at first I thought it was just Ed being Ed. But then I've heard other people pronounce it this way, soused. I've heard someone pronounce it that way, like, as a joke. Like, they See, were like, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, they but were like, I've oh, heard... yeah, I came in, I was so soused that night. Like, I've heard it as a joke as well. So that's why I don't count that. Yeah. But, but he, I've heard he's... on serious occasions, someone in dead serious conversation used the word soused. Is that accurate? Like, am I, are, what's going on here? I, I need to know so my brain can rest at night and I don't stare I, at my ceiling anymore. I wouldn't like I wouldn't say that's an accurate pronunciation of like the root word sauce right so that's how you you know what I'm saying I know I probably shouldn't be spending this much time talking no, but, about this but like it's but that's so crazy. weird so he says that in his interviews like yeah so like, he t- says that how like oh you know my mom had come home absolutely soused and he like punches the word and if you've watched huh. any interviews with him which does, I'm, it, I'm does he have you, an accent nope nope his talking is so smooth and so like milky and easy. it's like listening to like morgan freeman almost but <laughs> that's why like, he does audiobooks I, well, I was gonna get to that at the end spoiler alert well i told you that i know <laughs> <laughs> Haley's. Re- that's it episode over <laughs> but I, I actually honestly just couldn't remember if we had mentioned that in the first episode i can't either maybe we I did feel like we did that's why i that's why i just like said we'll, it so we'll talk about it again at the big end big reveal everyone forget what just erase your memories right now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he does have a quite a smooth voice yeah Yeah. he's it's like really easy to like get lost listening to his interviews because it's like you get sucked in Mm -hmm. even if you don't believe a word that he's saying and you think he's like a buffoon you're still like i want to keep listening to him yeah it's very charming yeah so, yeah, anyways, apparently Clarnell comes home absolutely soused, as he says it. It just drives me nuts. I can't. I can't. I'm only ever going to say it that way I know. Now. It's going to drive me insane, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, this irritated him because he was disturbed. You woke me up. How dare you? Uh, of course. Clarnell had gotten into bed and was sitting there reading a book. And um, Ed goes into her room, and then she gives this long speech according to him about you know how she hasn't been able to be intimate with a man or date anyone for the last several years all because of her murderous son he's you're so weird like you've ruined my life like i'm alone because of you all these things these are you know his claims of her usual belittlements so wait she said murderous yes because he's murdered the grandparents oh yeah i get yeah I know. that's true that's true. i know every time i re- like would i'm like wait this. does she know oh yeah i guess okay i guess maybe she knew she's assuming ones. maybe well, she, we know that she did assume because she assumed he was gonna kill his grandparents prior and he did. to yeah. he did, did anything yeah like okay fair enough so he leaves the room furious and he says that he knew that this was the time that he had to end it he also claims that he knew a week prior to this moment that he was going to kill his mother soon 
mm-hmm. that he was ready to do it. I'm but shocked it, was, it took him this long. I know. Like, and, and <laughs> I, I know I've said this before, but like, not that I think he should have killed anybody. I don't no, think he should no, have killed a single not. person. But if he was going to kill anybody, I do believe that had he just killed his mother, he might not have murdered ever again. Yeah, it might have just been that. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But I don't know. I guess it. Yeah, it surprises me that she wasn't like his first I know. victim, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, so he, tension. yeah, I know. He leaves the room furious and says, he, like, he knew this was it. Like, it's happening. This is the end. So he goes and grabs a hammer. I never like stories with hammers. That's just like so graphic. Um, he goes back into her bedroom and stands there for a minute. And he claims that the last words she ever said to him were in this very sarcastic tone. So I guess you're going to want to stay up and talk all night now. And in his interview, he, as he's saying this, starts crying. And it's believable. Okay. Ish. Okay. He claims that like, yeah, I wish in that moment I did just stay up and talk to her all night he he has this quote about how you know he's not a lizard person he wasn't just placed here like some alien and that you know he came out of his mother's vagina and she's a human and you know he should have treated her that way so i don't i don't know how believable that is how his emotions but like if you watch the interview maybe i'll share it or you can just google it it's it's all there you can google, watch it whatever yeah but yeah i don't know so hmm. you can watch him start crying. It's pretty, it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, he claims he wishes that that's in fact what he did. However, it is not what he did. At 5.15 a.m. he used the hammer that he had got. He struck her once very hard and then slashed her throat from ear to ear. Within a minute he had killed her and beheaded her. Wow. Removing her larynx in the process and her tongue. Um, he placed her decapitated head on like the living room mantle and apparently had had arguments with it for hours, apparently yelling at it since this was the only time he's ever been able to get a warden. Um, he then, there is forensic evidence of this, but he then put her tongue and larynx in the garbage disposal so he could, you know, so she could never run her mouth again and kept running it and running it until it was just gone basically. He claims, and I, I, I don't know, this is, I don't know if it contributes to my stance on him thinking he's just kind of like telling his own like little fairy tale, but the famous story is that he, and he admits this, that he, once he decapitated his mother's head, he like defiled it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he did that. I don't know if, I don't know if I believe him. Would there be, would you be able to? I don't know. There's like the head to see it like forensically. I don't know. That's what I don't know because I've never been able to find any. I've even Googled, is there forensic proof? Because everything I've read, it says he did this. Yeah. But are you just taking him at his word? I don't know. Because he says he did it. Like Like he does. It sounds ultra dramatic and yeah. And he does like to. Symbolic. Yeah. Make Mm. symbolism out of what he does. Even like the tongue in the garbage disposal. Like that's again yeah but but again i i can believe that one because the police officers when coming yeah they found it yeah it was like oh he in fact did this yeah of course so i don't yeah i don't know if he actually did that or not right he is kind of like that's what he's known for yeah exactly but it's like i don't know 
don't know. It's up to you we guys. We just have to take his word for it Let's or not. Let's take his word. So the following day, you know, he's been having arguments with the head on the mantle, pacing around. I don't think he really got any sleep since he's just been, you know, staring at his mom's decapitated head all night. Oh gosh, it's over 20 years of like... Pent know, up rage. Rage yeah. and anger and arguments that you yeah. maybe never got to have. At, which he claims he never got to have until that moment. He was finally able to get his word in. So, yeah, he was wondering what to do and he didn't want to arise any suspicion in his direction. Okay. So he decides to call his mother's best friend, Sarah Hallett, um, because I guess she was someone who like frequently checked in with Clarnell. Okay. And it would probably be like pretty suspicious if, you know, Easter Sarah didn't hear from Clarnell. Okay. Yeah. So he then, you know, calls her, invites Sarah over for to have dinner with both of them. He wants to surprise his mom with a dinner with him and Sarah and as like a little unit thing. Which is why I also wonder what the relationship was actually like because if clarnell and ed had like a famously toxic relationship to everyone around like everyone claims they had a toxic relationship wouldn't sarah also be like what are you up to why are you trying to have dinner with both of us yeah. you guys hate each other like i feel like that would be my red flag but did they hate each other but also spend every holiday together i don't know who knows right yeah. so once she arrived because she agreed he strangled her, which oh. was her ultimate cause of death. I, I believe it happened almost, like, immediately upon, like, her entering the house. Okay. I think he let, like, a moment set in of shock of, like, there's my mother's head. Like, this is what I've done. So I think he did, in fact, like, kind of show her first and then did it. Right. Which is, like, very torturous. Oh, to, gosh. Like, yeah. yeah. That's horrifying. Then he again raped her corpse. I didn't find anywhere that he actually decapitated Sarah or not. I don't believe he did. So he spends the weekend with all of their dead parts and stuff around and he's just alone. Easter Sunday morning, he left town driving Sarah's car. He he thought like, oh, you know what? I might actually get discovered if I'm driving Sarah's car. So he ditched it, dropped Sarah's car off at a gas station and then rented another car, transferring the bodies. I don't know how he went unnoticed with that. Oh, but he had the bodies with him. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think he left the head at the house, though. Oh, uh, yeah. He's saving that one yeah. for later. Or maybe he only had Sarah's body. It was very, like, hard to pin down exactly. He had a body. He had at least a body. One. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was his mother's body and Sarah's. I think it was just Sarah's. Again, hard to pin down with so many different sources. So then he... He continued to drive for about 18 hours, stopping only for gas. Finally, he stopped in, I can't say this town, Pueblo. Pueblo? P it's P-U-E-B-L-O, Colorado. Pueblo? Pueblo. Pueblo? Yep. <laughs> Pueblo. Pueblo? <laughs> I am so sorry to anybody from Colorado. I'm so sorry. I ha clearly have pronunciation difficulties. That's okay. So That's okay. No, it's not. People are going to get angry with me. Nobody get angry with Becky. It's hard. I just like started sweating harder. <laughs> oh my it's God, okay. Red. Take a breath. Take a breath. You're fine. It's Pueblo. Pueblo. Maybe I'll just have Drew edit that all out. That's so embarrassing. Okay. Pueblo, Colorado. No, please leave it. We will. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just, I'll cry myself to sleep, but it's fine. <laughs> 
you know, your entertainment is more important here than... Someone from Colorado is going to email me like, it's actually Pueblo. I don't know why my laugh was evil there for a second. Okay. Let me collect myself. I'm so sorry. All right. So... He then stops in Pueblo, Colorado, <laughs> Pueblo. He placed a call to the Santa Cruz Police Department where, you know, all of his buddies are at. Several of the police officers are his good pals. Right. And he begins confessing to, like, literally everything he did about um, Clarnell and Sarah. Oh, okay. Okay. They don't believe him because they know him. What? They were like, no. <laughs> And it took a few calls because they had to keep making sure that he wasn't just like prank calling because, you know, he's yeah. familiar with the cases. And then he starts confessing to all of the co-ed killings. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Because he's like, they're not believing me and I need to give them something else now because they're not believing me. Oh my gosh. And it's all because they all knew him and thought like, well, it's all lovable, big old Ed he can't have done this that's how charming he was to this entire squad of police officers and i'm assuming none of these cops would any of these cops have known about his like him killing his grandparents no like i know it was his records were like sealed but i didn't know if this was still in his like local community where one of them might have heard about it or something or to my knowledge i don't think they knew about his past okay fair enough yeah because if they had then it would be shocking that they're like, no, yes, you know, I, I, I feel like you're right. They agree. must not have known about that. They must because, not have, because otherwise they'd be like, wait a minute. You did kill your grandparents. Yeah, this you is did. highly possible. It's not something the average person does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he had to call a few times um, and then he had to help them find him because he also was like disoriented and claimed to be like confused because he was in colorado somewhere 18 hours away from oh my home gosh yeah you can get really far away in 18 hours you, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get into like a new country yeah, seriously hours. so yeah he like finally did lead them to a phone booth that he was calling from um they made it to him and that's where he was like arrested once in the police officer's custody after like you know they finally located him he on tape confessed in extreme detail to literally everything um you can see a lot of his initial confession tapes like chopped up into little pieces um, in the documentary called Kemper on Kemper okay. uh, for Canadians. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. I think that's where I watched it. Oh, okay. Really good. Yeah? Yeah. Like a really good documentary. Oh. He's he's in it quite a bit. Like a lot of his interviews are in it. Yeah. I didn't even know there was an Ed Kemper. Yeah. I guess like if you think about it, like, yeah, there's a documentary. I guess I just hadn't seen one. Yeah. So, and also like, I know, I know maybe you're the same way, but like often went like, we'll Google pictures of like the like crime scenes that we're like mm-hmm. talking about. We'll see some pretty effed up things sometimes. Anytime you Google Ed Kemper though, you never see any of like the house footage Right. From, like, the scene at home, because he had left the head there. And, like, the backyard, there was now a head placed back there that needed to be dug up. So you would imagine that there'd be footage of it. I've never been able to find anything, like, online. But in this documentary, they quite casually just, like, literally flash you an image of Clarnell's head. And it's like, whoa, fuck! (laughs) It's, like, out of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
not that you, not that I'm someone who needs warning, but there's literally no warning. They're like talking super casually, and it's just like a oh, fucking head, <laughs> like, and it comes out of nowhere. Wow. It, yeah, it's, and that's the only time I've ever seen like footage or like anything from his like scenes if you will like i've never seen pictures of his like dirty car or anything like that you know it's just anytime you google ed kemper it's pictures of him smiling and happy and looking kind of handsome like (laughs) it's just like okay no it's true there's so many like regular pictures of him and i think this is why he gets like romanticized so much because you can't see crime scene images Mm -hmm. i think sometimes that helps with like reminding you of what these people, what these are people have done because like yeah. for example if you google jeffrey dahmer you, you're gonna be fucking traumatized at the pictures that come up yeah. don't do it if you scare easily yeah yeah if you don't like that stuff don't look yeah. at them but it's just don't. like there's so many like true crime stories that like you've you can google the case and like usually the first thing that comes up is some pretty horrifying images yeah yeah not with him it's all just like photo shoots he's had where it's like, what is this, Brad Pitt? Like, what's going on? So, yeah. He, like, you can watch that documentary and see, like, his original confession, like, bits of it. He's, like, so, like, cool, calm, and collected, like, giving, like, extreme detail, like, this is where this is, blah, blah, blah. He does go and lead the police officers to, like, the locations of some of the parts. I think this is how they had discovered um, Marianne's body. Okay. So, yeah, um, he was like goes on to be sentenced for I think it was seven back to back life sentences. He did try to do um, like an insanity plea mm-hmm. uh, claiming he was a cannibal because apparently that gets you, a, you know, like automatic <laughs> apparently insanity. plea. It didn't work, though. And he quickly said, like, no, I'm not a cannibal, which which is why when you do Google Ed Kemper, he's classified as a cannibal. It is not at all. Yeah, I've never accurate. heard anything about him eating no, he, any of the parts. No, he's not a cannibal. I mean, not that that makes him any better. <laughs> anyway, he, like, he wouldn't stoop that low. No, he wouldn't be that gross. I mean, he is fucking disgusting. But like, yeah. So seven back-to-back life sentences. Right. He is still alive, mm-hmm. serving his time. Um the first time he had a parole hearing, which was in 1988, I believe, he himself said, society is not ready in any shape or form for me. I can't fault them for that. He was then denied parole again in 1991 and in 1994. Um, he also then waived his rights to a hearing in 1997 and in 2002. Um, I, On the same grounds that like, I don't think he was basically ready to be released it sounds a lot like he doesn't want to be released Mm -hmm. um initially during his trial he actually like requested the death penalty apparently oh so i had read and he wanted his death to be by torture interesting I don't even know what he would mean by torture because torture could be anything that could yeah it could quite literally be anything so many possibilities right but that was denied because at the time, like, um, the state of California was, I think, deciding what way they were going to be leaning with having the death penalty, like, at all. Right. Because they're, like, a pretty liberal state, right? So I don't I don't believe they have it anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't think they do. 
I'll look we into should that. Look that up. I yeah. should probably know we, this. Because, like, well, it's just yeah. like we we don't in Canada. We don't have yeah. death penalties. So, like, but I know that there are still many states that do. Yeah. But it's Florida's just, famous for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I have no idea which states yeah. do and which states don't. Yeah. But or at the time, because the again, time. I think there's a lot. I think back then have, was that like teetering point for a lot of states where they kind of had to make a decision on yeah. are you doing this or not kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So he squeaked by on that one. So. He attended the next hearing, which was in 2007, where again, he was denied parole. Excuse me. I've got like a bubble in my throat that's no, about to just I like understand. explode out <laughs> or it's just going to be my breakfast. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. Good thing we have the pop filter. Yeah. So he's noted over and over again as being like a model prisoner. You know, he like was very like active there in the sense of like, positively active like engaged in the like educational side in prison like had friends kind of um he did serve his time alongside charles manson oh yes um i did also check the name of the other murderer that i had mentioned in part two where i said hubert it was not hubert it's (laughs) herbert something well it's not that far off like i I thought you were like it's not hubert it's it's donald bob (laughs) (laughs) no it, it was hubert so um they had uh, served time, like, alongside each other. And I guess Charles Manson and, and uh, Ed Kemper didn't really get along too well. Well, no. And again, I'm only going off of Mindhunter. But, like, he just talked shit about him in Mindhunter. Yeah. yeah. They like, don't oh, like each other. a little shit and yeah. whatever. And well, Charles Manson is a little shit. Who, I, I, who, I don't sorry, like him. But, like, if you're going to be friends with, friends with Ed Kemper or Charles Manson, like, I'm Charles Manson's, like, a fr- like, straight up freak. He's a like, fucking he's a, laser. He's crazy. No, he's just... And I'm not saying Ed Kemper's not. It's just like, at least he (laughs) can hold a conversation. Yeah, at least he can have a (laughs) relatively normal conversation. (laughs) At least he can, like, like, put up the facade of being normal. Charles Manson can't even do that if he tried. No, no. You know what, though? I feel like Charles Manson, you know what? We'll cover him one day. Oh, of course we will. I feel like he's just, like, all fucking show bells. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like he's, like, probably not actually crazy. He's just like, I'm going to act fucking crazy. So, like, you guys think I'm fucking crazy. And but if like, you act crazy long enough, you're crazy. I think you just become crazy. I think he's just a fucking idiot. He's, yeah. I don't even want to cover him. He's so... I know, but I have the book right there. Okay, you, you know? cover him, and I'm just going to roll my eyes <laughs> the entire fucking time. I'll be rolling my eyes, too. <laughs> Same We're with just going to have, like, migraines after from our eyes spinning around <laughs> Same with, with, like, Ted Bundy. Like, I know we're just going to be like, ugh, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just... Honestly, yeah. Like, I feel like all of the ones that, like, aren't our favorites, we're just going to make, oh, this fucking guy again. <laughs> like, BTK can fucking lick oh, my ass. <laughs> I actually can't wait to do BTK, Really? Though, because I hate him oh, okay, so yeah. much. Like, he's so easy to make fun of, though. Yeah, it's true. Like, he really is. Because he's such a... F- I can't even... We'll wait. We'll wait until his episode. He's... Yeah. I'm going to, like, avoid doing him, though, because, like... <laughs> Ew, he's so gross. Okay. I know, anyway. I know. <laughs> Anyways. I love when we're like, and Ed Kemper, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, yeah. outstanding No, citizen. he's also gross, too. <laughs> like, they're all gross. They're all it's terrible. Just, it's just they all have, have... our favorites, okay? They all have personalities and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. you like or dislike them we, in different ways. We went on a serious tangent because I was talking about something else. What were we even talking about? I Where am talking, I? I? Who Who are who you? Who the fuck am I? <laughs> year is it um we do that every episode i know but i feel like that at least once a day i know once a day i like look in the mirror and be like who the fuck is this <laughs> um we, we were talking about what a model prisoner he was right of course and this is when he started recording audiobooks oh i just knocked the table i'm so sorry if you could hear that um 
yeah, starts recording audiobooks. He did things like that velvet voice. Yeah, that smooth <laughs> velvety voice. Uh, he recorded books such as Star Wars, a bunch of children's books. I can't find the names too. Those have been fucking concealed and tossed away. I'm sure if I listen to every single child audiobook, though, I'll find them. Find them somewhere. I'll fucking find them. Like he's like, I'll recognize that voice anywhere. You can. I know. It's extremely recognizable. I know. I feel like I can hear him just like open his mouth, like I don't make it said Kemper. <laughs> like. So, yeah, model prisoner, doing his audiobooks, really just doing his thing. So, which, like, leads us to, like, his next um, parole hearing, which was the 2001, where the prosecutor said, I don't really care how much of a model prisoner he is because of the enormity of his crimes. So. Fair. Fair okay. enough. And that's fair. Because that makes a lot of fucking I think sense. that's I think logical. when you decapitate how many people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not like, getting out maybe if you have like one oopsie doopsie manslaughter maybe you'll get out <laughs> maybe <laughs> one oopsie doopsie. One o- everybody gets one oopsie doopsie don't they <laughs> but no um then no, he he already yeah. got his oopsie doopsie with his grandparents and he got out and, yeah you know he's not getting out again no I yeah his oopsie so. doopsie was his grandparents and then just like everything was like a landslide of fucking shit topia yeah <laughs> just so much so much went wrong with him then again he actually waived his right to a hearing in t- 2012 which was okay. not that long ago no he was then denied parole in 2017 his next eligible period for parole for like a parole hearing is 2024 which is what two years from now three what year is it 2021 (laughs) okay that surprised me because i feel like it's been going every five years so why did they jump 2017 2018 because it would be 2022 if it was five years maybe Maybe this information's incorrect maybe if you've applied so many times they extend it i don't know or maybe if you were denied your last time it bumps up i don't freaking know know. because i've been trying to keep track it sounds like it's been like every five years since he was eligible yeah but maybe I just think that's ridiculous for someone like for a serial killer like Ed Kemper mm-hmm. or someone like 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 yeah. hypothetically if Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer were still alive like I just th- like we've talked about with Clifford Olson where it's yeah. like you have to put the families through that every exactly. single time and you know that they're like never getting out and like make it every to... like 10 years at least or something right? I don't know and like he like not to give him any type of credit whatsoever but like for the last several ones he actually denied it so it's like yeah why even offer it up at this point though he's probably he's in he's he's well into his 70s i think he's probably living the best quality life that he probably could at this point yeah like he's clearly thriving in prison he does like i've I've read a few things uh, and i don't know again how factual those are because a lot of times things are you know fluffed or stretched or just misconstrued but like it kind of sounds like yeah he is doing well in prison like it sounds like prison has rehabilitated him and if he did come out maybe this is naive of me to say but i don't think he'd kill again you don't think so i i don't think so but again what do i know maybe i'm a really bad judge of character but maybe that's why he wants to stay in there maybe he feels like there's a slight possibility that he would get that urge again and he's like i'm just better off in here yeah i'm just better off and if that is the case good because he did did self-report so obviously yeah on some level 
he was like, stop me, please. I think he is capable of remorse. I think he is capable of empathy because like he was able to empathize with his grandfather. Obviously Mm -hmm. he showed that in a very fucked up way by killing him. Mm -hmm. But there are things where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's capable of these things. Do I think he should be let out? No. 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 Clearly, if he's doing well in prison, then he's doing well in prison. It's not worth the risk. Like I've said to you before, it would be a really, really risky social experiment to let Ed Kemper out and be like, let's just see if he snaps. Oh my God. Imagine if 2024 rolls around and he goes out. There would be revolt. He'll be in his 80s. He would get... Not that an 80-year-old couldn't murder someone. We know they're fully capable. No, but But, I mean, yeah, it would be... (laughs) i wonder it's not gonna happen he's obviously not getting out (laughs) but like yeah again we don't we don't usually ever see that with a serial killer we uh, aside from someone who is uh, um marked as like an accomplice like carla homolka right where it's like she is Uh, women get so many fucking leniencies when they kill people it's i don't even get me started like But, but if you're able to convince the justice system that you had a lesser role and that you are not again um as like to, i guess put it bluntly fucked up as the other person that's the only time yeah. i've ever heard about someone of that caliber getting out yeah um and again i don't think she should have but i she did. definitely don't think she should have so carla if you're listening to this you can literally sniff my smelly farts <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> like i can't wait to do that episode because i know I'm fucking done. I know. I, <laughs> I know. am done. Yeah. She's a whole other. I know. But again. Yeah. Basically yes. what we're saying is, yeah, I don't think Ed will ever get out. And no. I think. And he's... again, he seems comfortable there. Yeah. He seems happy. <laughs> he's like, I'm great with my friends talking okay. shit about Charles Manson. What yeah. a life. What wow. A life, right. <laughs> and then like, too, like, obviously I know people get like pissed knowing that. Yeah. He is just like soaking up the resources <laughs> in prison. Cause like. Yeah. Some people see prison as, like, a vacation. Like, people think, like, well, you're living in there on my tax dollars. <laughs> like, just fucking get rid of them. But it costs know. a lot of money to put people on death row, too. It does. With all the appeals and everything yeah. that I have to go through. Like, there's, it's, uh, I'm not saying that it's cheaper to have someone live in cr- prison no. for, like, 40 years. Yeah, but know. it's definitely not, yeah, it's definitely not cheap the other way, too. There's yeah. a lot yeah because a lot of people are like oh we'll just kill him and (laughs) just and then we don't have to again no one uses my tax dollars to have like house and feed them but again like most people are on death row for like 10 years Mm -hmm. like it's not a one day process okay tomorrow morning so you just like take them all out to the back and shoot them all (laughs) up in a line take them out behind the barn (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work like that guys in case anyone was wondering (laughs) why am i i'm literally soaked in sweat right now guys it's like october but it's like 30 degrees outside right now and like (laughs) and they turned off the ac in my building we're struggling here just peeled my back off of your leather couch and i was like (laughs) give me water so on that delicious note (laughs) oh man all right we're we're done with ed kemper how do you feel i don't know i don't know how to feel you know I'm gonna what, guys, miss like, you at- no, we're done we're done with the ed kemper episodes but like we're we're never done done with ed kemper no one's ever done with ed okay kemper. there will be ed lots- kemper's never done with us we're, we're gonna <laughs> like, he's still alive though which yes. again a lot of these guys that he's we still covered aren't alive so 
Um, you know, they, we'll have updates for you. Should we write him? <laughs> I because I feel like no, not like I fucking love you. <laughs> like, I I want to write him and say what? I don't know. Hey, we've got a, a podcast. You want to come on and talk about yourself some more? <laughs> you want to get star on our podcast? He'd probably be like, yes. <laughs> sure. I If they let them, I feel like so many criminals would be like, yeah, yeah, like put me on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Or in a documentary or whatever, right? Well, he's already in like so many. He's documents. in so many. <laughs> yeah. He's done with showbiz. Yeah. Showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably so essy on me going, showbiz. <laughs> Oh, mine, mine are all very ashy. Ashy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So that that was Ed. I hope you guys loved our roller coaster ride. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I can finally go take a cold shower. <laughs> if someone can explain the co-ed killer to me, please just let us know. Yeah. I yeah. I would like to. I'd like to hear about. Or that. I could just look it up. If, I've, you know those questions you just like wonder in your head forever, and you just never look it no, up. No, someone needs to just email <laughs> us because there's no way I'm gonna look it up for myself. I need someone <laughs> to do the dirty work for me. Also, if anybody from Colorado wants to call me and phonetically pronounce out or spell to me or whatever, do something <laughs> to help me pronounce Pueblo. <laughs> Pueblo. 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 No, it's not Pueblo. No, I can't be. Somebody help me. Send help. <laughs> ASAP. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you want more of us, sign up to be part of our super cool, you know, cult of really cool people uh, who also love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed, which you're definitely going to want to do because you're going to want to get like involved in October's patreon bonus episode mm-hmm. yeah um yeah if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com you can dm us or comment on our posts on instagram at how to not get killed yeah that's that's my splurb message us message email us. us we want to hear from you rate and review s- subscribe. subscribe do all that do stuff everything do all of it come on guys all of it all right all right keep it sleazy Bye. Oh, just bye. Bye. So boring. Bye.